This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Here's Barrett from Shake and Bake, down to three. much to talk about tonight really isn't um you know so much has not been going on so little has been going on um you know we talked about a bunch of things these last four episodes you know in this little uh binge of off-season draft talk this is part five of that episode 168 I'm your host, Rob Carbone of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Um, Yeah, there's not much. There's not much tonight. So this may be shorter than, um, you know, the most recent episodes that have been 40, 35, 40 minutes or something. Hoping I can get this, you know, under that because there's only a couple things to talk about tonight. And one of them is one that I even said I wouldn't even bother to talk about. I said it in 167, so I said it in the last show um, that uh, there's no point in talking about it because it's unrealistic. It's, you know, a fantasy scenario. Although, if you're a diehard Knicks fan and not some young, younger Knicks fan who just pays attention to stats and cool highlights, it's probably not a fantasy situation for you or a rumor for you. And that's this whole uh, Knicks pursuing Russell Westbrook via trade thing. (laughs) So we're going to discuss that a bit. We're going to discuss um, a rumor that's kind of been out there for a little longer since the lottery. um, Which is the Knicks uh, possibly trading up in the draft for LaMelo Ball. Or maybe James Wiseman. Don't think those two will either, you know, will happen either, you know. So, again, an episode tonight that's probably not even worth it because this isn't going to happen. But I'm bored. Um, want to keep practicing this whole podcasting thing. Um, they pay me, <laughs> so I figured, you know what? Let's throw one out there. Um, no, but um. You know, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, that's really it. There's, you know, it's just boring shit. It's been so slow. You know, obviously, with nothing going on because of the whole virus. There's not, you can really, there's nothing you can really fucking talk about. You know, normally we would be getting ready for the preseason. You know, 
it will be starting up in a couple of days, maybe already under normal circumstances, but we've got to wait to December and we're going to have another shortened season in the NBA, which you know what? Looking back, I know it's easy to say looking back, but it fucking sucks, dude. I wish they would have just done so. You know, it's difficult, but now you're going to have two seasons that are out of the norm compared to the rest. I mean, it's, it's fucking stupid. I hate it. Oh, man, I just wish we can go back to normal. I wish they would have scrapped this one and um, just gone with a full 82 next year. But, you know, considering where we are, that was never going to happen regardless. So, again, they're doing the best with what with where we are. Um, late December is it's looking like late December, early January for the 2021 season. Um. Yeah, sports has been weird this year, man. I call it's just a fake season for all sports, honestly. It's all fake. I mean, neutral sites, no crowd, three-month layoffs, some rule changes, some major rule changes, a lot of gimmicky ideas tossed out there and toyed with in a lot of these sports. So I just, I I can't take it serious. I laugh at it. You know, it was fun to get it back, to have a distraction from all this. But looking at it now, it's just going to come with not one giant asterisk, but, you know, a bunch of asterisks next to it because I don't fucking see this as legit. It's just so different from the norm, especially with baseball, but the NBA too, you know. Going to some bullshit, you know. I'm not even going to say the B word because I can't fucking stand it. And if I hear anybody else say the word bubble one more fucking time, I'm going to flip shit. It's just all so weird and bizarre. Shaq said it, you know. It ain't real. The baseball one ain't real either. Shit. I don't know how they did it with hockey. Don't watch a ton of hockey, but... (laughs) It's just, it all feels so fake and plastic you should give him a plastic trophy that's what you should get you should get a plastic trophy because if you win you still get something but it's not the same better than nothing I don't fucking know man talking out of my ass watching Halloween H2O Resurrection just ended there's been so many of these Halloween movies the Braves playing right now or the Astros first let's see Gosh, I hope fucking Houston, of course it was Correa too, walking off last night. And I hate the Rays. I can't root for the Rays. But I can't root for the Astros. Sure as shit can't do that. So I'm I'm going for the NL this season. Not a Dodgers guy. Hate the Dodgers. And I also hate the fucking Braves. I don't really know why I don't like the Braves, but I just don't. But I'm going to have to pull for one of them over the two American League teams who I hate with a fucking burning passion. And the one thing that bothers me, we'll get into the episode in a second, but the one thing that really fucking bothers me is when you watch these games and you listen to the booth, you know, on TBS or whatever, FS1, whenever the Astros play, wherever they fucking play, you know, on a night-to-night basis, they're never fucking talking about the cheating scandal. They're still respecting these guys. They're talking about them. They're talking them up. They're talking them up. 
It's fucking... It's disturbing. I think disturbing is the right word. It's as if this never happened. It's as if these are these classy guys who never cheated. I mean, what the fuck? Have some balls. Talk down at it. Well, fuck professionalism. I would be ripping them on the broadcast. I wouldn't be giving them the praise, at least. You don't want to rip them, whatever. Don't praise them 24 fucking 7. Shit, it's disgusting to fucking listen to. All right. <laughs> um, let's, let's get this one over with. Again, should be a short one. Do I not ramble on? <laughs> so let's head to break, and when we get back, we will get into things here. All right. All right, fellas. So really quick, I just want to remind you, that if you haven't subscribed to my podcast on the many different platforms that I'm on, you can do so right now. And all you got to do to do that is go to my website. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Once again, in order to subscribe to the podcast and listen to the podcast or watch it on the many platforms we have, go to my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. So, yeah, since the lottery, since the Knicks found out they were beginning number eight in this year's class, the whole trading up rumor, you know, began right away. Don't think they will. They could. You know, it's a possibility. But I don't think they will. But if they do, the two names that have been talked about and discussed amongst the Knicks organization have been LaMelo Ball, of course. Expected to go one or two, the latest. And James Wiseman, you know, another one um, up there. You know, the top four. I would say no later than four. And, you know, that. I guess we'll start with Ball. The Knicks get what they need. They get their playmaker. And, you know, potentially, possibly a guy with talent. Who could be an all-star someday. If he pans out. If they were to do something like that. First of all, first of all let me start off by saying I, I don't think it's worth it. So they should not do it. But again, multiple multiple reports have said that LeVar Ball confirms that Lamelo has the Knicks as a preferred destination. Um, you know, indications by Ball's camp also say that the Knicks are one of just two teams so far who have interviewed with him, with the kid um, over Zoom. So you know, if their interest is legit, you know, and it's as real as the rumors say, which is never usually true. Um, but fuck it. If it's true, you know, if the rumors are legit, by the way, Zoom is probably making fucking bank. I mean, shit, just during this whole quarantine, not even with sports, but just overall, how much fucking money do you think they, they just, man, they probably just tripled what they were earning previously to this. Maybe more like it's, I'm sure they're fucking booming right now, but if the Knicks were to trade up for a LaMelo ball. You can most definitely, 
and I'm not even saying maybe. You can most definitely say goodbye to you know an R.J. Barrett or a Mitchell Robinson. One of your two building blocks is definitely guaranteed to go. That's who you're trading to get to that spot. So you get you give one of them up. Who's Lamelo Ball passing to? You know, because those, those two guys are really your only two. You know, the only two building blocks who you could see a good future with, right? They're not guarantees, but you could see there's something there. So you're gonna have to lose one of them. Who's he passing to? Who's 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 he playmaking with? You know, I just don't think it's worth it because Ball himself is not a, you know, again, this is a different story, 2020. This isn't a draft class where, you know, like 19, where you had three or two guys or three. Yeah. You know, you had Zion, you had uh, Will, uh, Morant, and then you had Barrett, you know, three guys who, you know, very well could be all-stars someday. <laughs> you don't have that. In this class, there's not one guy you could look at and say he'll very well be an all-star. Lamelo Ball, you know, a lot of people look at him as boomer bust. The shooting isn't there yet, and if it does come, it won't be right away. The defense of commitment, not great. So, you know, he's a very risky guy to trade up for and give up one of your few building blocks for. It's just not worth it. So, I'll pass on that. You know, if we're not going to land the number one pick in the lottery, we have to say we have to say goodbye to Ball. Give up on that dream. You're not trading Barrett for him. You know, Barrett, you know, as much as you guys want to shit on Barrett, nineteen year old kid came into the league, averaging fifteen five and three. About. Come on, he was fine. He wasn't great. He wasn't you know, very good. He was up and down, sure. But I think there was more good than bad towards the end there. He really got hot in the second half. And overall, though, I would say I saw more good than I saw bad. I wouldn't trade him. I think he's got a good future. He's got some flaws to fix, of course. But I think he's got a good future here. And I wouldn't trade him for the mellow ball. This just doesn't make sense. You don't replace a guy who showed talent with a guy who you don't know anything you know about yet in the NBA. James Wiseman, um, I don't see this one happening at all, unless the Knicks are really losing faith in Mitchell Robinson, which you know I don't think they are. I don't think they are at all. I guess we'll find out soon because he's supposed to be a UFA in 2022. You know, do we not extend him before that? But you know, the the uh, the Wiseman one, you know, it would obviously mean if the Knicks were to do it, it would be Mitchell Robinson to go. Right? I'm pretty sure they wouldn't just keep him and trade a Barrett or you know a Barrett for for the Wiseman pick. You know, you're not going to keep two interior-minded bigs on the same squad. That's not happening. That wouldn't work. You can't just put two fives on the same floor. You know, it's not like one of them is a four. Neither of them can stretch the floor. Wiseman may flash a jumper here and there, 
but it's not nearly NBA ready yet. I think he took one three-pointer. One three-pointer in his limited time at college. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just he's not a stretch. Nobody considers him a stretch. So there's no spacing on that floor if you do combine those two together. So you're gonna give up Mitch if you're gonna try to get that Wiseman pick. And again, another scenario where I just wouldn't do it. You know, don't draft a player to replace one of your few talented players. It's it's a waste, right? Draft a player to replace, you know, a scrub. Go after a guy who's talented but also fills a void. Don't replace Robinson with a guy you hope is as good, if not better, than Robinson. Because Robinson's one of your few good players. You're the Knicks. You don't have many good players. You can't afford risking losing another one for a guy who might not or might be better. You know, It's just too risky, this whole trading up thing. The trading down shit I can deal with, right? That's easier. You get shit in return. And it's a draft where, you know, it's a crapshoot of a draft. So you can trade down all day. I would, Again, we talked about that in previous episodes. But trading up in this draft? Nah, man. <laughs> let's get to, uh, let's talk about Russell Westbrook. We'll be right back. I'm on a few different social media platforms today. If you want to follow my Instagram account, follow at Rob J. Carbone. If you want to follow my Facebook or Twitter account, follow at NY Sports Talk RC. I just fucking uh, forgot to mute the mic while I was doing that advertisement. So I'm sorry if the volume was a little louder than it should have been. We're good. This fucking software that I use is so slow ever since I updated it. Um, Westbrook. <laughs> Why is this so slow? If you're listening to the pot, if you're listening to the podcast, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But here we go. If you're watching, you can see it. <laughs> it's just so incredibly slow. Um. Russ Westbrook, former Thunder, um, current Rocket, <laughs> potential Nick. No, don't see it happening, but I don't want it happening. You know, sure, the Knicks would get their point guard, their playmaker, their scorer, their star player. Definitely, you know, <laughs> definitely get that. But no, it's just, it's, you know, sure, you'll be competitive with the Nets in the division. But how good and how long will you be good, right? This is one of those moves, again, where you don't just star chase right away. You got to set your your foundation. You got to do that first. You got to set your foundation before you start star hunting. Not the opposite, and that's that's what has killed the Knicks over all these years, right? Trading trading away all their complimentary pieces for Mello, um, the Stoudemire thing. It just you gotta set your core before you get a star. And in trading for Westbrook, not even picking him up in your free agency, just makes no sense. 
you know. So I think you're giving up your assets. You're going to give up, again, another situation where you would likely have to give up a Barrett or a Robinson. So why would you leverage your entire future? You know, RJ++ for, you know, just to become a 7 or 8 seed who's going to leave leave early in the fucking first round every season. Because that's who Westbrook is. He never gets gets the job done. Put him on a Knicks squad who's not good around him. He won't get past that first round. He'll get you to the playoffs. He's a star. He'll get you to the playoffs. But he's not a superstar. He's not great. He's not a champion. He's not a winner. He's not going to take a losing team like the Knicks far. He'll get them to the playoffs where they haven't gone in seven years. But he won't get them anywhere past that. And it'll just be a continuing trend. Especially giving up you know, a lot of your guy, you know, a big part of your team in RJ or or Robinson, and it's just a ridiculous cost financially. Gonna have to pay that super max. There are three years left on that super max, one hundred and thirty-two million dollars in total. It's got a third-year option, but in that third year, you're gonna have to pay him fifty million at the age of thirty-four. You know. So if I'm the Knicks and I'm asking for Westbrook, which I wouldn't again, but if I was, I would ask for a whole lot more than just Russell Westbrook. And the problem with that, the Houston Rockets don't have many picks and assets to offer because they gave away those picks, those assets in the OKC trade to acquire Russell Westbrook. (laughs) It's an easy no for anybody with a competent mind, I think. I, I, you know, he could be a disaster here too, you know, just another guy who can't shoot inconsistent, his alpha style while very fun, won't really help others develop. He's on the ball a lot of the time. Again, yeah, you know, sure, he'll get you those triple doubles. He will make headlines in MSG for, you know, scoring 40 points. Putting up 10 boards, 15 assists. Might win you 40 plus games, get you to the playoffs again, but you're not going to go far. That's going to become tiring over and over and over. I can tell you that right now. Because that was the stage we were in from 2011 to 2013, 2014, right? Those four, five years right there, it was those scenarios where the Knicks got to the playoffs, but they could never advance too far. And that's what's going to happen with Westbrook. It reminds me very much, very much of the Carmelo deal. And Carmelo, to me, was um, a more efficient player than Westbrook. Um... In his prime. In his prime. So, I just don't... I I don't like it, man. I don't like it. I don't love it. I don't like it. It's just not for me. And that's it. I think that's all we've got. You guys tell me. Am I out of my mind for not wanting Russell Westbrook? For not wanting to pay the big buck and give up a bunch of assets for a guy who is going to be surrounded with little? (laughs) Am I going crazy? 
Maybe. All right, let's get to the NYY, NYK question of the day. Guys, you're listening to BD4. I'm your host, Rob Carbone, and this is episode 168 of the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to BD4 on my website. Um, just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect in order to subscribe. There's a page that takes you to, um, that displays all my information. So subscribe first before you do anything else. All right, let's get to the NYY NYK question of the day. Tell you what, man, I am seriously considering fucking changing software. Because <laughs> this X split, and yes, I'll call them out, shit sucks. Fucking super slow. It's called X split. Horrible. Horrible. Maybe it's just my uh, tablet not made for video editing, but it's annoying, dude. Ever since I updated this software, it's been slow, so I don't know. All right, tonight's uh, episode 168, and in 168, um, this episode's NYY, NYK question of the day, I'm asking you, who was the last Nick to win an MVP? Oh, I'm sorry, MVP, uh, fucking, before we get to this one, we, of course, have to give you the answer to the last one. Um, I asked you last time out, how many blocks has Mitchell Robinson racked up so far? In his young career, the answer to that is 280 blocks in two seasons. <laughs> uh, but yes, tonight's question: Who was the last Nick to win an MVP award? Let me know the answer to that. Who was the last Nick to win an MVP award? Let me know the answer on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Preferably Facebook or Instagram today, being that I'm not on Twitter a lot. Um, so, reach me on Facebook at my Sports Talk RC. And on Instagram at Rob J Carbone, um, or you can just go to either one of those apps and type in R J Carbone, and you'll find my page. All right, guys, that's it. That's all you got. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for tuning in. And that is it. We will see you in the next one. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna have an episode out tomorrow because, again, there's nothing else to talk about with the Knicks. I think we've covered all that has been going on. Or not going on, rather. So I don't know how much we can go further until something legit happens. So we'll see. I'll see you in the next one. Um, thanks for stopping by. And, and uh, that's it. All right, guys. Ciao. Mm-hmm. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor. 